This is Kari Payton. I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should too. Welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast. Um, it's all all for you. All for you. I did it all for you, Damien. Um, I am Scott McGregor, Scott 2.0. On a uh, Friday evening when this is being recorded, I'm with my co-host, Mike Zumo. And, I'm back! And only Mike tonight. Yeah, Mike took a little break last week, and uh, we did that, that silly little thing with David Pascarella. Thanks again, <laughs> David. Um it was interesting to you say know, the least. You know, when you did the weekly heroics intro, I was checking my 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 phone to make sure I was listening to the right thing. Good, good. That was completely my intention. I, I didn't expect to fool anyone, but thank you. You, you just made my day. <laughs> a little bet me and Dave came up with before it. But tonight, we are Fear the Walking Dead cast, I think. Uh, I've done like three podcasts this week, so I'm really not even sure what I'm recording. Yeah, and we've, we've both watched the episode. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I just got done re-watching the episode, painful as it was. Uh, it's going to be another Grumpy Scott episode, folks, so quit now if you want all fucking unicorns and roses. Uh, but we're covering The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 15, Something They Need. Um, and, and just, we're going to start doing this little countdown. Heath is still missing in action and presumed Chuck Cunningham. Happy days. Google it. Yeah, he's, oh, he, Heath was last seen on Fox. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, uh, seven or eight episodes ago on The Walking Dead. And, right. Uh, you know, he's probably getting, uh, Heath is probably getting paid much better by, uh, 24 Legacy. Oh, I'm sure he is. Uh, but still it'd be like, this would be like a. That's that Chuck Cunningham, man. I just feel like no one's even, you know, Tara's not even like, oh, by the way, Heath ran off. You know, I don't know if he's dead or anything. He's just been, gone. There's been no acknowledgement of his existence at all. Uh, and having uh, watched uh, 24 Legacy, I will say this uh, Corey Hawk Hawkins is no key for Sutherland. No, no. I will never get around to that show, so I'll take take your word for it. But uh, <laughs> worse, to some of us are still carrying that torch for you there at Heath, or got the ribbon around the oak tree, or whatever the hell you want. Well, there's a, there's a plot line, I guess, for him if he wants to come back. There was that card. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's yeah. That's a convenient way to tuck a guy away for a while, but. Um, some of us do notice they're Walking Dead producers, so don't just, like, make them disappear. That would be kind of lame. Um, you know, off throwaway line that someone found his body, whatever, but, you know, um, just do something with it. Anyway, uh, it's starting the gripes early. Uh, and I could pretty much tell you what this episode is going to be about without even seeing it, um, because the season has kind of set itself up like that, but here goes anyway. Uh, we start with the soggy ocean zombies coming out of the water, and we get a voiceover of Tara telling Rick about the uh, the ocean side guns, thus breaking the promise that we all knew that she would. Um, frankly, just already get into this, uh, I, I thought there would have been maybe a little more of an incident 
to spark her betraying this whole freaking community of people. Um, you know, I thought maybe another person of the, of the crew would get killed or, you know, something would have, but no, apparently it just took a, a conversation with Judith. To... I think, I think Judith was going to tell her father. <laughs> that was it. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. Now I got to tell before the baby does. Can't trust those goddamn babies in the apocalypse. <laughs> So yeah, we saw this so coming, and I I was hoping that they wouldn't do it kind of as lamely as I feel like they did, but they did. So in short, the survivors are heading out to get their guns so that the nice people have been keeping safe for them. Yeah, Rick assures Tara that if uh, things go bad and they have to murder everyone to get what they want, that she doesn't have to feel bad about it. So thank thank you, Father Rick, for that preemptive absolution. I thought that was Gabriel's job. <laughs> At the hilltop, Maggie. What else can you say about that? What? What else can you say about that? I, I know. I'm really. I, I have a giant size rant for this whole freaking season. Actually, at the end of this. Uh, surprise, surprise, right, folks? Uh, at the hilltop, Maggie is being a boss and teaching people to farm, um, which, again, I, I kind of thought these people already had crops. Didn't Gregory mention they had an army of sorghum farmers? I mean, one would think they'd be okay with transitioning over to, like, blueberry bushes without too much of an issue, but apparently Maggie has to teach people from the ground up how to well. farm. I guess so. I guess she farms better than they do. Sure, why not? Because um, she was the only farmer left in the apocalypse that escaped things. I'm getting really pissed at you writers. I'm just fucking saying. Rick is setting, um, showing up in a sniper's nest, and Jesus is uh, rigging some dynamite. A2 Jesus. Who would Jesus bomb, you know, is the question <laughs> at hand here. Um, Aaron is talking with... Uh, his probably doomed a boyfriend whose name escapes me, and I refuse to learn it because I don't think he's going to be alive past another episode. Eric? Maybe. Sure. I don't even know his name. D D doomed love interest number 10 on the show. I don't think we've seen, we haven't seen him in like 10 episodes. No, he showed up a couple ago to basically be like, I don't want you to get killed. And he's like, I don't want to die. Uh, oh yeah, that was after uh, Aaron got his got his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, and so you know he's he's out on on patrols with him to keep his man safe, and I think we know how that's going to end. Uh, at Negan's compound, we find Sasha is alive and is in the hole. Um, worst suicide mission ever, Sasha. If you survive the damn thing. Um, She's approached by a guard and asks uh, for some water. David is na his, his name, and he gets very rapey, offering uh, water for services. Now, Negan comes in. Rapey Dave. Rapey Dave. But uh, good old Negan, good guy Negan, comes in to save the day and proceeds to teach Dave uh, the no-rape rule by sticking a very large knife through his neck. Um, one could say he penetrated it, I suppose. You. There was, there was a, yeah, in one end and out the other. That was a door I probably shouldn't have walked through. Uh, what a savior. Uh, what a savior. Uh, rape is bad, but a harem of uh, forced concubines is apparently no problem. And so is beating people to death over the head with a barbed wire baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and barbecuing them in the furnace. But, I mean, if you're going to compartmentalize just the sexual crimes, you know, uh... Negan's clearly kind of a gray area kind of guy. <laughs> well, we have you have seen this before from uh, from Negan mm -hmm. way back early on. I think when he uh, offered uh, Dwight his turn at the pussy bar. Yeah, 
they had to agree. So, which was surprising because, yeah, um, you know that, that he seems to not want anybody in in the apocalypse to have sex except for him and Dwight when he can, you know, dangle his sherry thing or over his head. Right. So whatever. Uh, but Negan apologizes for his band of thugs acting like a band of thugs, and uh, he gets her a new shirt. And, and Negan remembers her from the clearing and figures out that she was on a suicide run because of her beach ball-sized lady nuts. <laughs> he asks if Rick uh, put her up to it, and she, now is he a true feminist would have said beach ball-sized lady ovaries. Um, I don't know. He asks if Rick uh, put her up to it, and she's like, that whiny little procrastinating bitch? I don't think so. <laughs> Which is pretty much true. Yeah, um, and he gives her the knife and says that she can kill herself, try to kill him, or she can kill Dave when he changes, and, and, and then she can join the saviors, you know, and be part of the crew, and see your buddy Eugene again. So dying at the end. Yeah, I'm sure. He, he gives her the main savior pitch, of course, which actually at this point fucking sounds more logical. I think I'd probably join Negan at this point. Yeah, I would um, think so, too. Because... Because Rick's kind of doing the same thing, <laughs> and he's a little more boring than Negan these days. Um, Rick is far less animated. Yeah. At least there'd be plenty of shit for you to laugh at, you know, as long as you're on Negan's good side, you can always enjoy a good show of him slaughtering someone else. I always enjoy slaughter when it's happening to somebody else, and not to me. That weird noise. Just blew through your house. I think somebody flushed a toilet. Oh, could be. That <laughs> was wild. Uh, yeah. Anyway, later, um, uh, Sasha's brought fresh bedding and a, and a drink by Eugene, who does not demand services for the drink, and also gives her the savior pitch. Uh, basically, it's, hey, it's a great place to be if you're a coward and willing to betray all your friends. <laughs> Uh, Eugene explains, you know, and we kind of knew this about Eugene, but he, he explains to her, you know, that seeing someone brave like Abraham die, uh, pretty much broke him, and he, he's willing to kneel to stay safe at this point. Um, oh, yeah, that definitely hit the button on Eugene, uh, revert to season four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, as I said, with, with other things we'll get into, I'm, I'm finding it hard to, to blame the guy at this point. Yeah. So let's talk about how long it takes Rapey David to turn into a zombie for a second. Um, they have him well, on well, a, I anyone else. They have him on a plot device delay timer or something, which I didn't know was a thing in the apocalypse. But when you got to make it to the end of the episode before you wrap shit up, the zombies will keep. We did not <laughs> well, that happened. That. That, that happened too in season one when Andrea's sister died. Yeah, <laughs> forever to turn too. They, they've always kind of you know said that it's like oh it's it's variable, but it's like mostly it's pretty goddamn quick, and then it's very long when they want it to be, you know. So Shane came out of those woods pretty quick. Yeah, it's just it's another one of those writing inconsistencies that we love so much. Uh, Maggie is outside the wall digging up, I believe it was a blueberry bush, and uh, Gregory comes to talk. And long story short, she has him watch her back while she digs. Probably not real smart, Maggie. And Were Maggie's ovaries ripped to hell or something? Her uterus ripped to hell or something? She's recovered amazingly quickly, yeah. Um, <laughs> and apparently, again, she's the only one that can do yard work in this entire community, so she's got to be the one doing it. Uh, yeah, uh, he contemplates knifing her for a minute, but, uh, she is saved by some walkers, 
And Gregory attempts to be brave and says, I got this. No pregnant lady is going to protect me. But then we, we clearly learn that this is Greg's first time and he's worse than a 16-year-old on prom night. <laughs> now, did you believe Gregory for a minute when he said he'd killed the walker before? I did. Not really. No, I didn't either. No, he's, he, he did. He somehow did what, you know, Eugene did. He just kind of fell into, he bullshitted his way to getting people to protect him, you know, essentially, and, and kind of got, uh, you know, I think even Jesus said it, that he just kind of got elected leader by default. No one else wanted the damn <laughs> No one else wanted to be leader. <laughs> yeah. And conveniently, some hilltop people wander by, unfazed by the Walker attack that just happened, apparently, and, and Maggie Virgin shames Gregory right in front of the lot of them, uh, which I don't think she did maliciously, but I'm sure he took it that way. Uh, and she puts a caring hand on his arm as if to say, don't worry, Greggy, you'll be a man someday. <laughs> well, but more importantly, they were saying that the other, the hilltop people who happened to wander by, they said, oh, he said he'd done it before. Yeah, well, you know, of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that that I'm sure that will lead to uh, a little more anger on, on the Gregory side. Oh, I think this is the moment where Gregory lost the hilltop. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Uh, well, back at the horror show portion of the show, um, the leader of the ocean side is confronted by Tara, who's uh, holding a gun on her. A great way to start those diplomatic talks. Natiana, the leader, says, I should have killed you, and we in the audience nod approvingly. Yes, you should have. Yes, <laughs> clearly. We could have seen that one coming. Uh, Cindy comes in and is like, you promised. And Tara says, yep, I did. Now assume the position, please. <laughs> Sarah gives them the pitch, which is basically, give us your guns or fight with us, or both, or we're just going to have to take your shit anyway. Also, you have about two minutes to decide. Um, and Tara says the world can belong to good and fair people as she's holding these two people at gunpoint and telling them she's going to rob them. Fair is relative. In this yeah, world. very relative. It's point of view, as Obi-Wan would say. Uh, Cindy is all for fighting, so she's probably fucked. Time's up and explosions start going off and guns start firing and mayhem, but Rick and company aren't really trying to hurt anyone and they actually pretty deftly disarm and subdue everyone because uh, I guess security had the day off today. Security? Oh, what? From Oceanside? Yeah. I mean, I thought they were like all learning to be super snipers so they could just shoot anyone that comes near the walls, but I guess they, they were also shitty shots. Uh as evidenced by Tara's continued survival. Well, they must have crashed during lunch. <laughs> yeah, it must be. But uh, Tatiana and Cindy actually get the drop on Tara and uh, get her unloaded gun, and so now we have a hostage situation. Rick's people are telling him that they want to do this peacefully while pointing guns at them. Tatiana comes out with Tara and a gun to her head, and Rick's like, my way or the die away. <laughs> yeah. And Michonne's getting ready to take the shot. Uh, last I checked, wasn't she a shitty sniper? But whatever. Yeah, nothing good can happen from Michonne uh, sniping. No, that's maybe why she didn't take the shot. She probably would have hit Rick in the face. <laughs> or Carl again. He's like a bullet <laughs> magnet. So. <laughs> Carl still has one more eye to get, that needs to get shot out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, some more of the Ocean Shiders uh, speak up a little bit and seem like they want to fight, but uh, Tatiana's still against it, and she's ready to go out in a blaze of glory. And then the uh, Soggy Walker boys show up, and uh, Tara gets the gun. 
Rick's team gets to show their badassery and they take out all the dead and waste a ridiculous amount of bullets and probably draw another herd to the town eventually because of the ruckus they're making. And some of the ocean siders still want to go, but Tatiana still refuses. And back at the sanctuary, Negan enters Sasha's cell to find out she did kill Rapey David when he finally got around to turning him, to turning. And she tells him that he wins, and he's just overjoyed that he's got another Alexandrian under his wing. Oh yes. And he he does tell her though a little birdie told him that Rick is up to some shenanigans. So, uh, which. Obvious choice would be Gregory, I guess, but maybe he's got someone even deeper. Had Gregory had Gregory left at this point yet? Um, no, no, it's at the end of the episode. Um, but I mean, he was uh, he's about the only one. I mean, he kind of knows that Maggie was you know training people and and wanting to fight Negan. So I mean, he's the Negan doesn't know yet that Maggie. I don't think Negan knows that Maggie's alive yet. No, no, but Gregory might. You know, he might be. Just be like, I, you know, I know that there's there's some people that are... Maybe he's throwing Jesus under the bus or something, but I don't think he'd be stupid enough to admit that he's been harboring Maggie all this time. I think he knows that would get him in some trouble, so he might... I don't know. It probably won't end up being him. Hopefully not, because it would be nice for a surprise in the yeah, show. Sure. Well, which little birdie told Negan something? Yeah. Hmm. I, I can't see any of our group being, you know, I, I'm assuming, you know, be someone back at Alexandria or something that, that, you know, dropped a dime on him, you know, because yeah. they'd rather have the peaceful coexistence than war again, because Rick, yeah, can't really blame him. Uh, yeah, back at Hilltop, uh, oh, actually, uh, Negan says, little birdie, he says, tomorrow is going to be a big day, which I'm sure he means next week is going to be a big day. Presumably him with uh, with him dealing with the Rick situation. So back at Hilltop, Gregory is getting the address Simon gave him, and he arranges for a ride to the sanctuary. Eugene comes to visit Sasha and congratulates her on joining the team, but she tells him that she changed her mind and and begs him to provide her with a sharp implement to kill herself with. But he, he reluctantly agrees to consider it, but we see in her eyes that the blade isn't going to be for her. She's got a really evil smirk going on. So she's back on suicide. Right. Mission time. Back at the ocean side, they beg Rick to leave some of the guns, and Gabriel, to his credit, protests as well. He's like the only one, though. And Tara's like, "We'll bring the guns back when they're when we're done with them." Yeah, no, you're not we're, going. We're you're giving not, half not. of them to Jadis, and she's not going to give the shit back. So whatever. And she flips off little murdery Rachel again. It's that. Why not? You do that. To make kid. us forgive her, I guess. And Tara has decided basically it's better not to have a conscience. <laughs> she tells Rick, she's like, yeah, you know, you're right. Fucking over people wasn't really that bad after all. Back in the cell, Sasha gets her care package from Eugene, who reluctantly agrees to help her kill herself. But instead of a pointy object, he brings her one of Chekhov's poison pills, which uh, he did say he made two of them. We don't know if that's true or not, but he only gave her one. So right, well. another one kicking around out there. And she's noticeably noticeably disappointed as uh, stabbing Negan with a pill will probably not do much good, but a dinner date, you know, might be a good idea. Maybe. 
Back in Alexandria, Rick arrives to find Rosita back, uh, who has brought a visitor to the jail cell, and it's our buddy Dwight, and Daryl immediately tries to kill him, of course. Of course. <laughs> but it's held back, and Dwight wants to help, and Rick pulls a gun on him and tells him to get on his knees. So is Rick Negan yet? <laughs> yeah, we've, gone, we've gone full Negan. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I... I don't know, man. I wish we had at least one more person to talk me down on this show tonight. Um, I, I'm honestly, I don't know if, if I didn't do a podcast on this, I don't know if I'd watch it anymore, man. I, or I, I would do what I've been telling people to do for a few weeks now, and I'd just tune into the first and last episodes of yeah of any half season, man. Because I mean, we knew that the the confrontation with Oceanside was going to come down, you know. Right, we knew that was going to happen. But I, I'm just astounded. Why couldn't? Why wouldn't it have been a better call for them to agree to fight? You know, or Rick to be able to convince him of it instead of just being Negan. I mean, if that's what the show is trying to tell us, that's that's kind of depressing. It's shouldn't there be one good guy in the apocalypse? Isn't it get kind of boring? It was just villains beating on each other all the time. <laughs> there should be one good guy left in the apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, I know all protagonists nowadays have to be, like, onions with layers and shades of gray and, you know, moral choices and whatever, but can we have him occasionally make the good moral choice? Well, he didn't kill anybody. (laughs) No, but he would have. He would have slaughtered that whole fucking town to get those guns if he had to. He's made that pretty evident. And, yeah, I just don't know. As I said, I'm... Again, it's the same question. How far do you go before you've lost your humanity? Right, and as Rick lost his humanity at this point, pretty much everyone has. You know, the only reasonable holdout at this point was Gabriel, and he was still in on the whole heist. So, yeah, I'm just I'm at a loss on who I'm supposed to root for at this point. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> now you're now you're right because there were other ways to handle that. Sure, or you know, negotiation for one. Even if you got to go do the thug thing, you take every goddamn single gun. Rick wouldn't have been able to pull off this heist if he hadn't been able to talk Jadis into letting him keep a few guns. All I'm saying is that. Well, that yeah, well, doing others and shit like that. Negotiation. Yeah, uh, Rick. Rick just has you know magical evil thug powers or something. I, I don't know. I remember this this episode really disappointed me that they that they made everybody go like full Negan essentially you know that they couldn't even have why couldn't we have you know Tara kicking and screaming and be like you know no I'm not going to stand with you on this I promised I promised or again well why? if she if she prom if she keeps her promise then uh, they don't even know about Oceanside so. right so she's got to break it for them to find out which would have been an excellent. You know, a point by the writers to to demonstrate, yes, yes, some people still do have integrity in this world and can be counted on. And they threw that out the window completely. And we knew they were going to, but... Well, but if they... If they don't come back and take the guns from Oceanside, then that whole previous episode was pointless. No, I, I don't think it could. It didn't have to be. It could have been there to illustrate that you know, Tara could keep her her promise. That that would have been a nice positive spin on it. Um, 
we could have maybe found, you know, they could have encountered them some other way or, you know, maybe an, an envoy, you know, Cindy escapes Oceanside and ends up going searching for Tara and be like, some of my people want to fight and we'll get you some guns. And uh, there's a hundred different ways they could have wrote it. And they, they picked the easiest and, and kind of the most cruel. And it just, it bugs me. Right. <laughs> Far too much. I know. I, I, I too twisted over a goddamn TV show, but <laughs> but no, it was quite jarring to see the way. I mean, they attacked basically. Yeah, Ren said that. I think they would have definitely. I'm surprised they didn't show us like an accidental killing. And I'll be kind of pissed. I mean, the logical thing that should happen at this point. You know, for there to be consequences for the Rick's party's actions, is that uh, yeah, something bad happens to Oceanside at this point. Either the saviors show up, um, maybe the little bird might be over at Oceanside too. Who knows? Could have been Tatiana. You know, essentially, when Tara showed up, she kind of knew what was going on. Right. Um. So who knows? But I mean, you said either more walk. I mean, Rick did do that throwaway line about it's like, well, your forests, you know, woods are mostly clear. So, and I, I'm not even going to get into. All right, I guess I am going to get yeah, into get it. into it. Um, why walkers that were under the water, presumably, probably for quite a while since they had fucking barnacles on them, um, heard the gunshots suddenly and were able to find their way out of the ocean. <sighs> Whatever. They looked very cool. They Mr. didn't. Yeah, Tara. they didn't hear the gunshots when uh, <laughs> when Tara was there. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rick's got the loudest gun in the apocalypse. God damn it. Uh, you know he does. <laughs> I don't know. They've just been floating on by. <clears throat> but again, bravo, Mister Nick Taro, for getting to to play with some water zombies and and do barnacle makeup. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But. Um, no, not cool. Mostly for this episode, I liked everything else in this episode except for the Oceanside shit, for the most part. Well, just kind of what happened during the Oceanside episode. <laughs> and it came in like Oceanside then either. Yeah, well, on that night they probably could have served a couple more storylines during that episode as well that they they didn't get around to. Well, at least they served multiple storylines this time around. Right. Yeah. And you're definitely right that the Oceanside component was the least compelling. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily uncompelling. It was just disappointing that they went exactly the kind of the way that I hoped that they wouldn't. But I'm, I'm sure plenty of viewers are happy with it. Although, I have read recently, I don't have a source for it, but I know that I read it. My brain's like a steel fucking trap that way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that their their ratings have been kind of doing the the. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a bell curve, It'd be a reverse bell curve, whatever the hell that is. Uh, in that they're they're getting great ratings, first and last of the mid season, and then they go in the toilet. You know, even though the toilet for The Walking Dead is still amazing, but right that and that and that's what's going to keep this show going mm-hmm. is the fact that when they bottom out, they're. Just give me a minute. I'm going to see if I can bring them up. I just I don't know why you would want to craft a show like that. Um, I guess if that's if you're selling enough ad time in those two episodes, you don't really want to give a shit about the rest of them, then fine. All right, here we go. Here's the episode list. 
silly me, I, I, I have this lofty ideal of a show maybe actually appreciating the people that have been watching it for seven years and, and actually wanting to entertain them all the time. <laughs> but I said, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, they bottomed out with episode six. It a strong start to this this half episode, I thought. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, no, here we go. They bottomed out at episode 12. Say yes. Okay, yeah. But that... they bottomed out at 10.16 million viewers. Right, I know. It's like... So... Yeah, that's, you know... It's, a it's, trans... about, where, it's about where they're kind of hanging right now around. <laughs> it's but, trans... but, you know what? Next week, they'll probably be like 15. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll do great next week. Absolutely. Um, Jesus, though. I just don't know. The problem is, even when they... Ha- when you say they're losing viewers, they still have about five times as many viewers as the, any of their other shows. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's Breaking ridiculous. Bad never pulled any of these numbers. Yeah, we're all we've got like abused spouse syndrome going on here. Walking Dead fans, I swear. <laughs> I mean, there there are shows on major networks that would love to have these numbers. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's a compelling. It's a, it's our soap opera, man. You know, we we have to know it's. That's why comics are so damn addictive. You got to know what happens to your characters. And the only show that I've I've looked at some some other AMC shows, the only show that even gets half of these viewers is Fear. Yeah, and that's probably all on brand recognition. Yeah, and yeah, I, I would like love to see. I, I'm hoping for a good season from them because I really haven't enjoyed this one that much. But yeah, well, no because scrapping. this this season spent a lot of time spitting, you know, just spinning their wheels. Yeah, the last several seasons, and th- this one we expected it. This one they kind of had to. You know, I, I was all down for the Rick diplomacy tour, and we got to go find people. And um, I. I I think it's lame writing that they found all the guns they need in two convenient places, uh, essentially. Um, you know what, though? They could have done all this probably in eight episodes. Sure, yeah. And they could have started the war with this back half of this season. I don't know how long they're expecting this war to be. Well, I, I knew they weren't going to resolve everything, you know, but by the time season eight rolls around, I mean there there will be a big event in the next one, and, and oh, yeah. fighting will get underway. It looks like it's going to go pretty close to the comics, um, which my memory is a little fuzzy on actually. So that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I mean there will be some kind of big. I wouldn't even be surprised if if someone gets the bat next week. I'd actually be disappointed if someone doesn't because that's kind of Negan's thing. Um, but you know, not that it's not cool when he stabs someone through the neck with a hunting knife. But no, oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, especially but, when the guy is rapey Dave. Yeah, but if uh, you know, if, if you're going to rock the Lucille thing and actually show, you know, in the comics, there the, there's actually a very close relationship between Negan and Lucille, and you know, we're not seeing quite as much of that. But it's almost like obsessive, you know, psycho type. Thing. Um, and she's got to be thirsty by now. So yeah, she hasn't see, had a drink in a while. I want to see one more bashing um, just to really kick this war off because why not? 
because uh, that's really kind of what I thought would happen with the Terra thing. I thought there would have been one more like main death or something that really hit home with her, and right, you know, like maybe Heath you know, could have just killed him off screen or something and told us about it. Um, well, then, we got we got reminded about Olivia and uh, yeah, the, who was Terra's girlfriend? It wasn't Olivia. It was the, Denise? Denise, yeah. Remember when she died in early season six? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, I forget that for them. It was too old recent. I don't even remember her. Maybe she told... Uh, I don't even remember her telling anybody at the friggin' Oceanside about Denise, but then she brought it up this time. It was like, yeah, and they killed my girlfriend. I don't think I don't think she knew Denise was dead. Oh, yeah. It, she that Oceanside last. No, that's true, yeah. But I said I don't remember her really talking about her much either so the people at Oceanside are probably like who you have a girlfriend that's cool uh to each their own you know (laughs) so I don't know it's just whatever that that was suddenly her her inspiration for breaking her promise because I don't know Judith gave the baby eyes and that was was it it was still it was Judith I gotta fight for this baby and become a monster to do so and she'll respect me someday Whatever. I just, I, I just really, I, I guess if they're intentionally trying to make us think, you know, it's like, oh, is anybody you know, the good guy here? You know, we get it. That 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 lesson has gotten driven home from day one on this show. We really don't need to go over it all that much more often. Um, well, they're still Maggie. Yeah, and it, frankly, at, at this point, I want Rick Grimes to fucking buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less. I really just want to, you know, it's like, no, uh, either are going to present me with somebody who's actually a good versus evil type, you know, thing in this world, or I'm getting bored with it, you know? Uh, well, I think we've, we've gotten, we've been getting bored with Rick for a while. I mean, this is the same thing with Rick every time. Yeah, and it usually blows up in everybody's face, and he's the one that walks away from it. And yeah, he... So, yeah, I'd be really disappointed if, like, I don't care if he dies or not, but I, I don't want to see him be, like, king of the apocalypse. You know, if he's just going to be Negan, too, then then what are we fighting for? Is yeah, what's the point? Yeah, no. President Maggie. <laughs> oh, definitely President Maggie. Yeah. Well, I think she's over, she's going to ascend to president of the hilltop very soon. Possibly. Or that, that might... I don't know. It's probably the Alexandrians are, are going to have a little visit next week, and that'll probably get things kicked off fairly quickly. Um, yeah. Did they go home? Did Rick and company go back to Alexandria? I'm assuming, well, they probably got to go to Jadis first and, and yeah. gather some forces. And so, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah they did. Because that's, Rosita, because they thought, yeah, so they they're dealing Dwight, with yeah. uh, Dwight and everything Dwight. next. I, th- I saw a short promo, and it was him interrogating Dwight, basically, and and it looked like there was some stuff with the kingdom going on. They were getting ready to march. Yep, they were, and uh, Sheba. Yeah. I guess uh, not today is uh, three episodes from now. From uh, bury me here when uh, Ezekiel said, "Not today." He he meant the three episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As you pointed out, there still hasn't really been. A lot of times passed in this half season at all. No, it's like a two, <laughs> maybe three weeks. Yeah, in total. So it's like eh. um, they've been busy. They have and they haven't. And I said I really wasn't 
a fan of the whole, just the guns, the say yes. I'm not surprised that's the lowest rating of the season so far. Um, Because it was just kind of stupid, man. It was just a lot of stupid, and there's a lot of stupid writing going on. And I just, I'm concerned. I just don't really like the, the direction of everybody, you know, being on board with, it's like... It's only important if our family survives and we'll right. do whatever. You know, that's the Negan thing. So, you know, if anything, Negan's like, he's got a longer, wor- you know, wider worldview of it. He's, he at least, <laughs> I hate to fucking do this, but the, this, uh, this episode almost felt like the election. Because um, <laughs> Eugene even says at one point, he's like, yes, I realize it's a whole hold your nose situation. Um, and of course, that immediately made my brain go to politics. But right, of course it did. Yeah, it's like it's like well, we've got horrible choice number one, horrible choice number two, but at least horrible choice number two, i.e., Negan is talking about like the future. Is like I'm doing this to you know get everyone you know safe and and rebuild shit. It, and Rick isn't even paying lip service Rick is to not, that right now. Not- Think in those terms. No, he's talking about a future for Judith and and Carl and. Yeah, he's you know. still talking. He's not talking about building anything. He's still in talking about survival. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, on, on that metric alone, <laughs> I got to lean Team Negan a little bit. Yeah, and Negan has a little more foresight. Yeah, he's, he's better organized. He makes better tactical decisions most of the time. Um, shit, he's a freaking genius. You know, he's he's. He's nearly lured, uh, you know, a couple of, of his sworn enemies over to his side. Or at least he thought he did. He thought he was, you know, getting Daryl in there. But uh, he, he's definitely, I think he's probably definitely got Eugene hook, line, and sinker. I don't think he's playing the long game at this point. No. I think we saw his true face. Uh, I'm thinking he'll be one back over to the side of the light, wherever that is, you know, next episode or so or or sometime during the war, he'll probably do the double agent thing because we still have Chekhov's pill number two out there. So we do. And uh, so, what do you think he's going to do with Sasha? He, yeah. he he's, not, he's not mistaken her for Michonne, is he? <laughs> I hope not. No. <laughs> you mean what? What's Negan going to do? Or yeah. I'm wondering I, what Eugene's going to do when he finds out that she's still alive and walking around next episode. Going to get his mullet all twisted. Yeah. He's probably like, why didn't you kill yourself? <laughs> I really wanted to do it with a knife, Eugene. Come on, get me a knife. I don't know. Yeah, because if she kills herself with a pill, a zombie's going to walk out. Yeah, it, it could, you know, yeah, that that could still have uh, really bad. Yeah, I don't know what he's thinking of there because he wasn't exactly volunteering to go in and take care of her. But. No, I'm sure I'm not him. Well, I'm, I don't know. Maybe in the back of the mind, you know, that was uh, part of his plan. You know, it's like, well, you know, if she dies and Negan goes to check on her, maybe he'll get her. And you know, hey, it, it, as far as their the way their power structure works, I guess there's a good chance. Uh, Eugene could probably stay, you know, right there comfortably in middle management and not be upset by the the takeover. And, and whoever, you know, gets, will, the, gets the bat next will be like, yeah, you're pretty useful. We'll fucking keep you around. Yeah, Eugene will uh, will serve the winning side. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm, I'm hoping if like he, you know, he does betray the, the survivors completely and, and they do win and he's like, yeah, all right, I'll come back with you guys. We're, you know, at that point, Rick can be like, bang. Um, yeah. But I, I just the thing at the end with this to him making Dwight Neal, who was already sitting down, I think, you know, it was just, yeah, he was, I think he was standing up. It's like you're being, you know, what are you fucking 10 years old? <laughs> you really, that's the best way to win hearts and minds at this point, huh? Okay. Yeah, that that reaction was kind of strange because, yes, they have no reason to to trust him. And would you have liked to have seen Rosita come across him? Yeah. He said, all of a sudden, there he is. Yeah, I know. That was, that was a wasted opportunity because that, that couldn't have gone completely smoothly. No. <laughs> what stopped Rosita from shooting him right in the head? Right. Well, was she even... Yeah, she still had armaments at that point. She probably... You know, we were kind of meant to believe it might be Daryl, so she probably saw the shadow guy and then came up to him and, you know, and he was pointing a crossbow at her or something and be like, hey, I don't want to kill you. I need to talk. Yeah, but that could have that could have been an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think I think Rick should have trusted Dwight quicker than he did, um, just from the fact that he should know by now that Negan's not going to fucking stoop to cheap tricks like that. It's actually kind of almost against his code, you know, whatever the hell that is. But I don't see him pulling something like that. Uh, no, I don't see Negan doing anything that covert. No, no, he doesn't need to. He's king, king shit of the hill right now. So he right, just, and he when just he does things, hundred men, and, and right, he's all he, he's all about the show. He's all about yeah. being showy, and yeah, yeah. There's no lesson to be learned by him having a spy in Rick's house. It just well, I mean, he has a spy in Rick's house, maybe, but not to that extent. Uh, no, he's not going to plant them all. No, no, and I, I think Rick should see that by now. But again, you got to write him is the stupidest tactical leader that everybody wants to follow in the history of television. Uh, <laughs> Although we did get, get a great shot of Feral Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised it only took like one or two people to hold him back. Uh, but, you know, Daryl's got to be brought to heel a little bit because he's just like, there are more people got to die. And uh, Yes, yes, they do. But because uh, he's like, cheering on Sasha and shit and he's like oh I should probably be back with Negan's head at Alexandria by the time we get home you know, no she she should be fucking dead in a hail right. of bullets we didn't get to see that scene either how she mystically and apparently didn't shoot anyone herself it was like a battle of two teams of stormtroopers because <laughs> I mean Negan you know he's like well I'm down a man which was presumably Rapey Davy yes. but apparently Sasha didn't kill anybody else the whole storming the castle thing or get shot herself so I don't know what happened there and apparently we'll never know what happened we'll never know (laughs) we just needed uh, Sasha outside and then we need Sasha in a cell and we really don't have the budget to film the rest of it so go (laughs) we're saving the budget for next week action yeah oh they better be Um, yep well Nicotero's directing the next episode, so he likes to spend the budget. Yeah, they could have kept a couple barnacles off the zombies, which made no logical logical sense in zombie world, I know, but uh, they'd have to they'd be they'd fucking fall apart in seawater before barnacles ever got a chance to get on their oh, asses. Yeah. <laughs> and you know? they'd 
they'd get so waterlogged they'd blow up. Right. The the ones on land are already getting pretty squishy. There's not going to be much that's going to live under, you know, just stay intact under freaking ocean currents for very long. But whatever. They look cool. Yeah, Greg. That's about all I got, my friend. Uh, yeah, I don't got much either. Any any predictions for next week? Uh, Deadpool? Should we do a Deadpool? Ooh. I don't even know at this point. I, I still think Sasha, just from the point of view that she has another job, um, is going to go out in a blaze of glory somehow. Mm, yeah, but maybe. Someone will probably try to poison Negan and fail. Fail. Uh, especially, especially with only one pill. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe they both will. I could actually conceivably see Eugene, like, cowering in a corner in a fetal position and just <laughs> taking the pill eventually. Like, I can't deal with it. Fucking grow a couple. Fucking grow a pair there, Eugene. Come on. If they want it to be meaningful, it's got to be someone you don't wouldn't think they'd kill. Right, which I don't have a lot of faith in this show to do. Yeah. I've been feeling for a while that it's time for Daryl to go. I've always said that. I've always said if they want to try to remain true to the the vision of the show and the comic, that they got to kill the most popular character eventually. <laughs> you know, particularly one that's not in the comics. Yeah, he he, uh, he can have any future. Yeah, and then he's just kind of, I hate to say it, he's just useless. He doesn't have a lot to do. They haven't done anything good with him since what? I think there's a pretty good chance of... The hospital? Yeah, I mean, nothing more than leering and getting tortured. Um, right. You know, the stuff with him over at the sanctuary was pretty cool, I thought. You know, yeah. Annoying son, notwithstanding. We're on easy street, and it feels so sweet. Uh, I think there's probably a really good chance Carol's going. I don't know. Um, maybe not yet. Maybe during the war. I just have a feeling. We've been talking about how she's kind of been spinning her wheels, too, and just doing this tennis match between, right. you know, like Morgan, fucking between Gandhi and <laughs> Ninja Killer. Yeah, well, maybe uh, she might have found a, a place for herself in the hilltop now. You mean Kingdom? Kingdom, right, yeah. Yeah. In the Kingdom with Ezekiel. Yeah. Which would, you know, even shore up the fact that she's doomed even more if Carol, you know, starts getting some of that kingly love and in, in, in produce. Yep, you know, once they're happy, once they're happy, they gotta go. Yeah, uh, I'm game. You know, whatever. They I wouldn't mind seeing Morgan go. Yeah, again, man, it's just they've kind of written some of these characters. You almost kind of just want a cleansing because they've written. Yeah, some they have too. They, they're at a point where we're we're following too many characters. There's too many splinter stories. They need to stream. They do need to streamline. You know, I don't want to see any actors out of work and shit. But it's like some of these characters, there isn't. You can only do so much of with them in these settings, and we've kind of played every every chord with them. And so it's like the best way to keep the drama going and keep people interested. I think is to bring in new characters that people like, like Heath was for a while, um, and, you know, and then replace. <laughs> right. Here's the new guy. We get to find, we get to learn his story now and, and you know, do, yeah, fuck it, do some flashbacks, show their path through the apocalypse and we get to know them and we get to care about them and then you kill them off in three years. Right, but what made everything... 
what made having all these different characters okay was in the first three seasons they were all together yeah the problem you have now is you're you they're split all over the map so it's hard to keep track of them all yeah and then you know once every six episodes we or eight episodes we get you know a, a tearful fucking huggy reunion you know when they all get back together for the the big event to come right and then everyone goes traipsing off alone and yeah this family that we're supposed to be so invested in is never together anymore <laughs> so. right so if they want to start keeping all these characters they're gonna have to bring them all together in, in some way. Yeah. And maybe this, maybe they're going to do it with this, but well, yeah, the war should you keep can't them all. keep having you can't keep having some here, some there. Just just too much to keep track of. Not not when you write your episodes, you know, like this. I mean, they've been getting a little better at serving several right. storylines. That's what you got to do. If you're going to have all these different settings, you have to you have to be better at Interweaving plot lines. Yeah, but they've had some real stinkers too, where it's just like two characters and and not yeah. enough for them to do, and so everyone's bored. Right. <laughs> and we don't know, and the plot didn't move at all. Yeah. Case in point, the two uh, cases in point: the first Oceanside story and uh, and the Michonne Rick find and fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. They they set up well. One resolved part of the gun problem. The other one set up the dominoes to you know settle the rest of the gun problem. Right, but it was Yippie those two episodes were all that. Yeah, yeah, they did um, for ninety minutes. <laughs> they, <laughs> they need to be need to be better at serving yeah. multiple stories. They they did better here. With, th- with with three, but... Plus, you pare down your cast a little bit, and you give everyone some shit to do every week, and you don't have people like Heath having to disappear, because he has to go find another job to make ends meet. <laughs> right. I don't know why I'm so pissed about Heath, except I really like him in the comics. <laughs> it was really like right. the, the actor that was doing him in this, and it's just like, poof, Chuck Cunningham. Um... <laughs> he just disappeared and was never mentioned again. I swear that's what they're going to fucking do. You watch. It just feels like it. It's not. A... I don't even think anybody asked about her when uh, she got back to Alexandria no, the first time. You, you would almost think that they would have done it on, like, the previously on, you know, shown him because he was with her for a brief moment before the Oceanside shit. You know, you would almost think that they would remind you that he ran off after that episode <laughs> not nothing just <laughs> Heath is it, it. I, I wonder if uh, maybe his going to 24 wasn't as look, looked upon as favorably as we might yeah, think maybe yeah I mean I don't know as I said you can't blame an actor for going out and finding another job but no you can't Especially if you only get to put him one or two episodes right. a season. Right, but I mean, at least it, it would be very unusual for this show, at least not to give him a good exit. So, I mean, that if they just do that, that's very lame in my opinion. Unless what they did with the with the the card, the PNP, whatever that means, or maybe that was their way to take him off the table for however long he needed to be taken off yeah, the table sure. for. I, I can't believe they won't bring him back somehow. Maybe, probably next episode, who knows. Uh, you know, and then maybe they'll dispatch him just as quickly. <laughs> right, I mean, I don't... It would be 
I don't know what the I don't know when they right. film. I mean, it would be very unusual for them to to pull a complete Chuck Cunningham though. So I'm, I'm expecting them not to, but I'll be very angry if they do. I mean, I'm sure they can find a week or two to get him into. Uh... Yeah, throw up a fucking blue screen behind him and you know digitize him in. And just have him getting killed or something. Who cares? But just don't leave him. Yeah. Just don't leave a untied thread. Like yeah, give him back his give him back his wig and. Because uh... <sighs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that ha- if that hair was real on the show. Uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, who knows? But he doesn't have it anymore. Pretty much is like his hair straight out of the comics. So yeah, it's probably manufactured. Yeah, so they probably <laughs> probably. <laughs> well. I don't know. Yep, I am looking forward to next week because that's when the good good ones are. Uh, so I expect they'll Basically. have a spectacle for us. And 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 you know they'll start the episode with this season on The Walking Dead. So <laughs> they'll show you everything you need to have seen in the first exactly. eight episodes. So you know if you've missed them, it just make space on that DVR and listen to this show. Works for David Pascarella. And uh, hi, Dave. And. Um, yeah, just enjoy the first and last of, of, of races. Has Dave watched no, any? No, I guess not. I, I begged him to on, on the last show. I'm like, man, you really should just... And I told him, I'm like, just watch the first and and last episode of every half season and you're good. You'll be caught and we'll fill you in on the rest. <laughs> nope, just not a zombie guy. Just likes listening to us rant and rave about it, so... <laughs> it was cool when great. I had him on, and he was—he actually asked me some questions about, like, oh, can you tell me a little bit more about the saviors and stuff like that? I'm like, yeah, I realize there'd be a test, but I'll try. Yes, <laughs> I should have. I should have had him like bring a sheet full of questions and just like done a Q and A and anything you want to know about the show, Dave. That you know, I can fill you in. On. <laughs> Well, uh, we're hoping to have uh, mo- some of the, the regular crew back um, next week, and plus a special appearance by uh, Professor Alan Middleton, who we like to come in and or bring in and on the finale things on this show. Well, we like we, we like to bring uh, Professor Allen in yeah, as often as we can. He's, but he's sought after property, and he he only wants to. He's a Heath. He only does occasional appearances, but we'll never just let him disappear. Uh, <laughs> if I have to reach through this Skype program and grab your ass, Alan, I will drag you onto the show. We might have to record earlier. Yeah, well, we'll work it. Yeah, said he, he's a tradition. So, so we're, the the next show might come out a little later than you would normally expect. Um, but we're we're trying to work our schedule so we can get uh, at least Professor Allen and at least Sarah back on this one. So yeah. hopefully everything's okay with her because she just kind of Chuck Cunningham to us tonight too. So. And we still and we still miss the Hughes, yes, Brian and Beth. They will be back. I know that they'll they'll probably be joining us for uh, for Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, I think we okay. would be hard pressed to keep them away. Uh, so that's another one, folks. Fear the Walking Dead cast. You can email at uh, weeklyheroics at yahoo.com if you'd like. All right, kids, we'll be with you sometime next week for the big finale. You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network.